your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. I'd say that because I haven't turned on the text line yet, so give me a second here. But Kim Smith is in studio with me. She is the Onalaska mayor, the city of Onalaska mayor, as opposed to the town of Onalaska, which probably doesn't have a mayor, right? <laughs> uh, she's sitting in studio with me, and uh, we're gonna just we're gonna shoot the breeze here. I almost said the other one, Kim, uh, for 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 the hour or so, and um, some of the topics. I guess you know, uh, you you threw me some topics. Uh, the fire and police departments. I threw some topics out there on Alaska school referendum, which is more state and school related, but I always like to get the mayor's take on what the school is doing. Um, in fact, Mitch Reynolds, the lacrosse mayor, was in here last week, Tuesday, and just kind of talked about how the city is affected by their referendum and what it would mean. A little bit different because the, the school district wants to build a new school on the south side, which would change like traffic and everything else, but... You guys are just updating buildings, it looks like. Um, but anyway, you've been mayor for, what, two and a half years? Yes, I have. I Thank you for having me today. I appreciate yeah, I, it. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you were able to stop in, and uh, you, you're coming off vacation, so you even ready. <laughs> are you still in, like, uh, beach mode, maybe? I, I'm trying to hold on to that glow, but it's kind of fading fast. We'll see how the show goes. Maybe it'll <laughs> fade fast. <laughs> it'll fade right, real quick. No, I'm just teasing. I'm really happy to be here. Now, you're, you're the mayor, but the city also has a city administrator. This is so Something that uh, in lacrosse has been floated here and there. We haven't actually talked about it lately. But the what is the difference between the mayor and the city administrator? So I, I forget the who was the mayor before you. I forgot. Joe Chilson. Joe Chilson. So when I was kind of like the sidekick in here when Joe was the mayor, and he come in here once in a while. But I always made the joke like, Joe, it was too much work for Joe. So he created the city administrator position so he could be, you know, the princess on the back of the convertible doing the waves at the parade. And that's all he had to do because the city administrator did all the work, all the grinding. And I don't know, is that the, how, how untrue is that? Yeah, no, I think that's pretty <laughs> true. Um, the city administrator is, is not elected. It's just a full-time person that's hired based on their experience and their education to run the city, it's like being the CEO of the city. We have 100 employees and a, and a lot of buildings and streets and everything to take care of. And so it's nice to have a, a well-trained CEO in charge of the ship. And right now, Onalaska is kind of in a in looking for a new CEO, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. We have our city attorney, Amanda Jackson, is serving as our interim city administrator and we are just kind of reviewing the job description um, and maybe making a few updates as we routinely do especially for higher level positions and then we'll be getting out um, posting and advertising and recruiting a new city administrator for our community how long has it been since you lost your city administrator is it Air, um, Air? eric eric reinflesh yep. yeah he served for about five years um, okay and he resigned a couple months ago a couple months ago so how many conspiracy theories are out there that kim smith <laughs> wants to uh be the czar of the town <laughs> Well, I don't know if there's anything better than being the mayor. I, I love being the mayor of Onalaska. I think it's a it's a great opportunity to just be a part of all the good things going on in Onalaska and, and hear from the citizens and and hopefully, you know, help guide good decisions for a vision for our future. 
Now, city administrator would be uh, the city. Does the city council kind of decide who's going to be that next person? That is correct. The city council um, will make the selection of of the city administrator. And you, did you say? I think you said it. Is a is a is the job ad out, or do you have people like applying already? You you haven't put that out yet, have you? Correct. We're reviewing the job description and updating the duties to a certain extent. Um, so we're thinking it'll be kind of a longer process. Maybe we just started. We just started the process, so it'll be after the first of the year before we post and advertise. I would imagine. Um, and who who is the more important job, city administrator or mayor? <laughs> well, it depends on what, on what you're doing. You know, the reason I love being the mayor. Um, well, first of all, let me just go back step a minute. Um, so the position of mayor is elected um, in Alaska. It's a part time position. And it, it, my primary responsibility as mayor is to make sure that the city is following the state laws. Um, and then in doing so, I also oversee the police and fire departments. So both the police chief and the fire chief are my direct reports. Mm-hmm. So all the documents and the contracts that the city enters into, I'm the one that signs those. And um, generally considered the face of the city. If there's anything where we need to be, have a press conference or do something like this, um, then I'm the person to turn to. When there's a standoff, though, in the middle of downtown on Alaska, you don't have to do that. You just send. The, <laughs> I think the. Uh, I think I talked to one of the Lacrosse County sheriffs at that point. But so, if you remember that, that was months ago. <laughs> I had to. I just. I was coming back from volleyball. We play volleyball by the Omni Center out there, and then uh, all of a sudden, your your town is on lockdown there in the, right. on Main Street because of some people locked up in an apartment. Right. So, and that's a good thing to really bring up in this. You know, in in these times, as a mayor, one of the things that, you know, we're always concerned about is the public perception of our community. And we want people to perceive our community as being safe, and generally speaking, it is. When you see something like that, what that is is that's very proactive policing. If we have the start of an incident, we want to make sure we actively secure the area, make sure we remove people whenever possible. And even if maybe to someone driving by that looks like a lot of action going on, that's really our police doing their best to protect everybody and make sure that incidents are resolved safely. And in this case, um, the one you're referring to, it was. Yeah, no action at all. Very boring. I was disappointed. No, I'm just kidding. That was actually great. Um, And then, okay, so you're two years into a four-year term, but your your first term as mayor. Yes. So... Any regrets? Anything like that? I know. It's like, and did, do you like? Did, did your background? What you know? Like your background? I know we we probably talked about this two years ago with Mitch or whatever. But your background coming in as mayor, what was that? Right. So I had been on on Alaska City Council since approximately 2005. I'd served about five terms over 20 years. Um, so I was very familiar with City Council and with the role of the mayor, how to run meetings, and um, and and those sorts of things. So. Um, the reason I, I probably, I don't know if I would have ran or not, but the mayor we had at the time resigned, and the council appointed me as the interim mayor um, to fill in until the April election. And so I think it was really, you know, the, the Common Council's confidence in me and their support in the interim, and then the experience as interim led me to decide that I would run for office for the four-year term. That wasn't a surprise, was it? Like the city council, like, uh, Kim, you're going to be mayor. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> That's how I felt this show went because we, uh, when Mitch Reynolds left and he ran, eventually ran for mayor, but he left for a different job before that, we just had five different hosts for every day of the week. And then eventually 
uh, some of the people above me were like, you know, like you should just do, you should do. And I was like, uh, okay. But <laughs> one of the things where, you know, like it's, it's new, it's, it's totally different, but for you, this is that you were kind of, you were kind of in tune with what I, was going on. Well, to a certain extent, I mean, it all happened kind of fast, but on a funny note, on my way to the meeting, I thought I had discussed it with my husband, the possibility before the meeting, when it happened that I was appointed, but then as I was driving to City Hall, I thought, oh, better call mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I called up my mom, and I'm like, um, there's just a small chance I might emerge mayor from this meeting. <laughs> and she's like, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Those but are I, great. But I failed to tell my children, so I had to call them afterwards. <laughs> but they're adults. So. I was going to say, how old are your kids? <laughs> um, uh, 28 and 30. Well, they, I mean, that's, that's probably, they probably understand that more and are like, whoa, that's awesome, mom. As opposed to like some 10 year old be like, man, whatever. I don't even know what that means. 608-785-7914. We're going to sit here and chat with Alaska Mayor Kim Smith. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you got questions, we have the Onalaska mayor in here, Kim Smith. She's been doing this job for a little over two and a half years. And she kind of gave us a little bit of her bio uh, a couple minutes ago. Just, uh, you know, your experience as a city council member has kind of nudged you into this job as an interim mayor, right? Interim, is that what you were before, right? In, or yes, when I, w- I was first appointed, appointed as yeah. an interim, and then I was elected to a four-year term. And and now we're doing the same thing, a similar thing with the city administrator position in Onalaska, which would you say, if your job isn't the most important, the city administrator would be the most important, right? Oh, come on now, everybody's important. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have a timeline and when, when we would figure out um, I'm not sure what the timeline is yet. It'll be after the first of the year. And and we have an interim, and so that that you're probably very confident in who's mm-hmm. doing that in the interim, and therefore the timeline can be expanded, and you can find the best candidate. Right. Well, within reason. I mean, we don't have uh, a lot of extra. You know, like like all workplaces, we don't have a lot of extra personnel on hand, so it just pushes everyone a little thinner um, until we can get the person replaced. But we're working on it. We want to do a good job and get the right person. All right. What are some of the, the big issues that the city of Onalaska is facing right now? Well, I don't know about issues, but an exciting thing that happened recently is our, um, our fire department signed an agreement, which was an expansion of a previous contract that we had with the town of Onalaska, um, where we will be taking over um, fire and emergency EMS services for the town of Onalaska. Um, we have had, for over 30 years, we've had a contract with them, and the border has kind of changed between Mason Street and OT, um, if you're familiar with where that is. Mm-hmm. And, and now going forward, we'll be taking over, um, we'll be working with them for to provide um, service for the entire town. The town probably was volunteer before that? Yeah, well, the town of Onalaska is in a, or the, is in a partnership with the village of Homeland and the town of Holland for the Homeland Fire Board. And I'm sure most people have seen in the news lately that they've that they've just really grown faster than their fire department has, and they've been contracting with the city of La Crosse to provide services. And they're all just kind of each try, each minis, each uh, unit of government is trying to figure out how to best serve their community. So in the meantime, the town of Onalaska had reached out to the city of Onalaska to see if we were interested in expanding services with them. Um, so we took it back to our staff and evaluated it, um, and with the support of the Common Council, 
um, decided it was really a, a good situation for both the city and the town to move forward with so kinda, the agreement. Kind of similar what to Lacrosse and Holman, even though they're separated by Onalaska. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of similar what what they're doing right. uh, with c- the city and the town of Onalaska. Yep. Um, and that gets to be important because, uh, you know, I'm from Greenville, Wisconsin. So when I was in high school, it was just all fields. And now it's just all suburbs. And then, you know, the fire department needs to expand. It needs to become full-time, I think, because at some point, like, there's too many people there. And if things get out of control, they literally will get out of control in in terms of fire. Right. When it comes to fire services, though, all um, in Alaska, we have a combination full-time and part-time de- department. And in in that model, whenever we respond to a fire, we, we all help each other through mutual aid, all the surrounding communities, regardless of who anyone is contracted or not. When there's a fire, it's kind of all hands on deck. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've, we spent a lot of time talking about how even with even with policing yesterday, we talked about it. If there's a fire on the north side of La Crosse, say, then, you know, like Holman will move to the north side of Onalaska. Onalaska will move coverage to the north side of La Crosse and then. On the south side, everyone kind of moves up a little bit just to kind of expand that coverage. Um, yeah, the communication there uh, that goes on is, is probably, uh, you know, it's got to be perfect. And I think I think everyone's got that worked out pretty well. Yeah, I think this contract will really help us provide coverage more efficiently. And one of my first concerns when the town approached us with their proposal was, you know, number one, I don't want the city of Alaska taxpayers to be subsidizing our neighbor's fire service. They need to pay for it their own. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, I didn't want the quality of service that our citizens expect to be diminished because we've expanded ourselves too far. Sure. So those were the things we evaluated, you know, how much does it cost and and things like that. But I think we have, we have, I think this is a good uh, win-win solution for both sides. Um, Talking yesterday too, with the La Crosse County Sheriff's candidate, he mentioned this and I, you, you mentioned this to me. So uh, he was talking about it in a, in a police way, but high school fire academy so we have essentially high schoolers that we're, we're kind of grooming them to become fire firefighters like as they as they're still in high school 16 17 year olds yeah this is a really exciting program that started last year it's a cooperation it's hosted at the Alaska fire department but it's it's through WTC and then the area high schools uh, we have i think i'm going to say 16 um, students this year, but from area area high schools. Last year, we had someone commuting from as far away as Mauston. Oh, wow. But this is really helping. There, there is a shortage of emergency service workers nationwide. And so this is helping both the young people find a career path early in their life and then also helping add to the numbers of people that we have um, ready to go. Um, and they actually become they get their firefighter one certification while they're in the program. The number one way to get kids into this too, right, is just like come slide down the pole. Right. I think just <laughs> you come get on get on the second floor and we'll simulate a fire. You slide down the pole and then get on the back of the truck and drive it. No, I'm right. just kidding. Our firefighters are great mentors to the students and and they just really love being with them and and, and around them in the trucks and seeing what firefighters do firsthand is a is a invaluable experience. For well. Them. This stuff's great too because the kids can get in there and and decide. You know what? I don't want to be a firefighter because that's part of life too, right? I, I think uh, you know probably half a college freshman go to go to school with some kind of idea what they want to be, and then then take two semesters of that class and go, yeah, I don't I don't actually want me. I'm one of those people. I don't actually want to be uh, a biology major anymore. <laughs> 
Well, the fire department does have an open house coming up on October 8th. If anyone wants to come and check out our fire trucks, you don't have to, um, you don't have to register anything. Just show up on, in the morning on October 8th. We're having the Firehouse 5K in the morning and then the open house. You can come see the fire trucks close up. I feel like to get people really into that, and you want them to sign up for the 5K, is fire truck rides, I think, or or the pole. We go back to the pole again. You get to slide down the pole, but I'm sure there's all kinds of waivers you'd have to sign up. But yeah, I, I kind of wonder if the if the police department could do the same thing or something similar. I don't. Have you ever talked to, to your police department about that? Um, I have not. All right, that's, make a note. <laughs> <laughs> write it down. But I do. We do have something kind of similar in the police department. Is we do have the police reserves. And that is a volunteer opportunity, really open to anyone. You don't have to aspire to a career in law enforcement. You could be retired or any person, really. Um, and what police reserve officers do is help provide support at special events, such as, for example, the high school football games, parades, um, and other venues, sometimes things. Um, would, they, would they do, like, traffic? Yep, they Would they sit outside the Chick-fil-A on a Saturday, <laughs> Friday night? <laughs> they may have to. <laughs> I, uh, I, I noticed that. That's one thing I didn't put in my notes. The, uh, the, did, you, did you hear Chick-fil-A gate all weekend because, uh, <laughs> because of the line? I put a video on our WISM page, and it was just the, you know, the amount of cars that were waiting in line. I know, I know some, some co-worker's friends said an hour and a half they waited. Uh, but there was. There was, a, I believe, a... I want to say an Onalaska police officer there, and they're off duty, so that's just kind of like a side hustle for them a little bit. But yeah, you talk about police reserves; that's that's one of the things they could do. Right. So we asked the state to retime the lights a little bit to allow extra time for people coming out of Kinney Cooley Road, and then did, we did redirect the traffic in that area to help um, just kind of allow the traffic to back up without it causing trouble in the intersection. I drove past there yesterday just kind of curious, like, okay, now it's Monday. Have things settled down? And the line was still coming um, out of the parking lot and up toward Gunderson. But yeah. people were pulled over, and there's two lanes there, so I didn't really feel like it was causing a traffic backup. But they left the barricades in place if everyone gets a craving for Chick-fil-A. And the yeah, it's, it's crazy, I think. Again, they can whip the barricades out and start directing traffic. It's It's kind of a... It's it's kind of a goofy situation that whole because there's going to be a five guys moving in there too. Do you know what other businesses are moving in there? I think, I think five I, guys is one of them. I'm not sure of, of what exactly all the businesses. Yeah, are. five guys on the other side of the road. Obviously, the quick trip there, the Chipotle is there, um, and it's and it's already kind of a goofy intersection because if you go across the road, that Starbucks is always mm-hmm. there's always a huge line through that parking lot. So I mean, just the big like here's where everybody wants to be when it's time to to eat, and uh, I don't know. I'm 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 thinking traffic circles down the road, Kip. Everyone should come down Alaska to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. All right, we got to take a break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. On Alaska Mayor Kim Smith making her debut with me on the show. Probably should have did this two and a half years ago, Kim. Although. Yeah, I think I was I was the host. I think I'm like right past my th- three year, maybe it's two year anniversary. I guess. I, do you count a pandemic year as zero or double? I don't know. I feel like whenever I think back of how long ago something happened, I always have to subtract one year because right. <laughs> we we lost that year due to the yeah, due to the pandemic. Definitely. Um, all right, we were talking about traffic, and that always gets people. You know, people just 
because everyone has to deal with traffic, even though traffic in this area is, is laughable compared to like Milwaukee or Madison or the Twin Cities. Um, but do you, do you, when we talk about the Chick-fil-A, you've, t- you told me this two weeks ago when it was opening because we, it would be real nice. I think if you put a roundabout by that quick trip, so you just, because that people try to turn it left coming out of that quick trip, can't get out. And, and that, and then people are always coming from whether it's Gunderson and now two restaurants are going to open right there by the, by the new restaurant. Um, but you said no. The DOT has control of that because it's too close to Highway 16. So if we're gonna if we're gonna have another roundabout because we're putting five in on the south side of the cross, uh, the DOT would have uh, control of that. But a, a texter said, "Ask the mayor about traffic in and out of Fleet Farm and Fleet. Uh, any planned improvements? A road from Best Buy, maybe? So same deal, right? Yeah. A little bit? So that's another situation where." Um, the state really ha- state highway 16 and this and the DOT have control over how um, how the farm and fleet access is and in terms of if if there were to be an outlet into the Best Buy property that's something that the farm and fleet people would have to work out with the Best Buy people the minis- the city doesn't really have anything to do with that yeah because it's super fun when you want to come out of farm <laughs> and fleet and get back on the highway and then they change that what five six five years ago they changed where you couldn't turn left there but it was impossible to turn left anyway. Right, with the interchange. Yep. Well, it's frustrating when you're headed to Farm and Fleet and then you realize you now have to go down to the intersection by Woodman's or and turn around and come back because you're on the wrong side of the road. Or if you're like me, you park at Best Buy and then you navigate down that little hill. But you don't do that in December because it's super cold right. and, and you don't want to do that. But Farm and Fleet's doing all those renovations. So if they were going to do that stuff, maybe they would have done that already, made it a uh, deal. So instead of a instead of a roundabout right there, why don't we just put a racetrack around the whole around all of it around Best Buy, Coles? We'll just put one big circle so everybody could just drive around and, and pull out and in uh, where they want. What about that? Or, That's a great idea. We can take it to Public Works. So. I'll t- I'll <laughs> get Public get Works it, on it. I'll try to get it on the agenda. We'll have to get the DOT <laughs> to the table too because it it will affect Highway 16 a little bit. Um, all right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. I know you wanted to talk about some of the events coming uh, up in La Crosse, or in, in La Crosse, in Alaska. Um, but before we do that, the, the La Crosse Center just went through a $42 million renovation, I think. Um, the fight was always, you know, is the county going to contribute? Are the surrounding cities going to contribute? Because the La Crosse Center benefits the entire Cooley region, let's just say. Um, you guys ended up not. I don't think mm-hmm. you contributed anything. Um, why is that? Right. So our council, as a common council decision, our council decided not to to contribute anything. I mean, one of the factors was if we were going to be, you know, a financial partner in it, we would want to have some say into how it was managed and how the money was spent, um, which wasn't um, one of the opportunities at that time. But we do have our Omni Center, which which is all which also has a regional impact. Um, We I mean, if, if you've ever been by the Omni Center, you'll know we have. Um, the premier ice in the region. We have many hockey tournaments. In addition to, we had one of the largest gymnastic um, meets in the state um, earlier this year. Um, have other things such as just this last weekend, we had a MA, MMA fight coming up. Uh, we have the all Alaska High School All Class Reunion on September 24th. Um, a really fun event for kids. A touch a truck is coming up on on Sunday the 25th. We're, we're just continually having programming. In, is that a fire truck? 
Yeah, it's all different trucks. And there's even going to be a helicopter is going to come and land. I mean, it's a great event for all. Can I bring my 96 F-150 or you don't need (laughs) more trucks? (laughs) It's kind of rusty. I think they've got a lot of trucks. They're good. Snowplow trucks. It's it's really fun. The kids love climbing all over them and learning about how they work. Can they get in the helicopter? You think that's always a, that's always <laughs> the, like the the fun thing. Like at the, we went to the EAA. I brought my nephews and they let you go and sit in a lot of that stuff. So you get funny pictures yeah. of them. But the 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 helicopters are a little different at the EAA. A little military helicopters. I can't speak to the helicopter, <laughs> but um, the fire trucks will be there and and the police cars and and the plow trucks and uh, a lot of our other city equipment. How's the Omni Center different from the Lacrosse Center? Is it? I mean, aside from there's an ice rink in there. <laughs> Well, we do have the ability to host conventions as well. We do different things like um, Ducks Unlimited and different, um, all, all sorts of different venues. I think Bernie was there too. But that's my boy, Bernie Sanders. I remember okay. him. That might have been before you were mayor, but that, I think that was like 2015. That would have been, uh, I think, 5,000 people packed into the Omni Center at that point. I didn't really know who Bernie was until that point. Um, in, what about just uh, dumping a whole bunch of sand and having like a permanent indoor sand volleyball court in there? Because uh, the, uh, our volleyball community has, while we while we're building buildings for tennis courts and pickleball courts all over the place, we we just don't get a sand volleyball court. It's crazy how popular <laughs> pickleball has become. We've actually expanded and improved our pickleball courts due to just the heavy usage that that they've been getting. Yeah, are you are you a pickleballer yet? No, I no, am you're not. not. <laughs> Um, all right, so we got events. Uh, I don't know how to bring this up without because I don't know a whole lot about this, but um, you you mentioned to me you wanted to talk about municipal budget and levy limits, but I don't have any context. So okay. do you want to just explain what's going on? Because people from Alaska might want to hear this. Right, sure. So, I mean, one of the things, this is budget time for, for our municipality, and one of the things we're always faced with is the state levy limit, and that's where... Um, the state dictates to the municipalities how much we can increase taxes by, um, and in our case, that's based that um, that's based on our growth for the past year. So our our growth for last year was just over one percent, and when we're looking at inflation of six percent, that's a pretty big gap that we have to try to overcome somehow. If you just think of it in terms of even maybe your own budget, so we have to try to find new revenue sources or we have to cut services. That's really all, all we can do to try to meet that. And the only way to circumvent that is to have a referendum. Um, it seems like, and we're not doing that this year. I'm just bringing it up. Yeah. That that's what you have to do. And, you know, looking at around at area schools and, and municipalities, you see where everyone's having a referendum. Um, and this is part of the reason why, because of levy limits. $10 per touch a truck. <laughs> charging all the six-year-olds that want to each kid's got to pay ten dollars no i'm just kidding um all right so that you did a great job explaining that i will bring up then because we talked about this last week uh the the state legislature sitting on five billion predicted five billion dollar budget surplus is that something you as mayor would be like you know it'd be great if you guys did something with that money because you could be distributing it to Schools, because your school district's having a $75 million referendum. On Alaska, also $75 million. Bangor, $24 million referendum. And La Crosse School District, $194.7 million referendum. Um, and then you said, like you said, your, your city, do you have a number that, you know what, we're behind this much money? Um, not yet. We're, 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 putting, we're getting to the point where we will have a final number soon. 
Um, but, you know, we definitely have a shortfall and are looking at ways to make up that difference. So are you on, are you on the phone with, like, Brad Paff or Steve Doyle? Is that is Steve Doyle would be the um, Alaska rep? Well, it's not really um, something that, I mean, that's something for a long-term help um, in the state legislature. Um, but for, you know, this budget, that's not, not going to happen. Yeah, it's Nothing not going to happen. Well, that fast legislatively. It's not going to happen, but the, the legislature's been out of session since March. They haven't done, you know, because it's like, ah, eh, we got a campaign, whatever. <laughs> you guys figure it out. Uh, but it just seems to me that they, the, the billion dollars at that. In February, the, the governor called a special, special session, uh, which was ignored. And at that point, it was $3 billion. So we could have distributed $3 billion in February, but we haven't done any of that yet. So it is, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it seems frustrating. And also, like, I don't have a ton of experience with billions of dollars in budget surplus. So maybe, and maybe, maybe nobody does. I don't know. Um, Minnesota's going through the same thing. I'm, I live in Minnesota, so they have, they have a $9 billion budget surplus. But they gave $2 billion of it out. So the, a little bit, at least. All right. We'll return to wrap up with on Alaska Mayor Kim Smith. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914. Wrapping up with Onalaska Mayor Kim Smith here, but we got a couple of interesting topics. I, I should have brought this up earlier because we have three vacant shotcos in the area. Uh, who knows how many? I think when I go home to my parents in Appleton, I pass like seven vacant shopcos on the way home. But uh, the Onalaska shopco that's across from the mall essentially eventually will not be vacant, right? Correct. That property has been purchased and there is a redevelopment plan. There, the person who bought it is someone who has nationally bought other shopcos and successfully re- re- renovated and turned them around. So the shopco located in Alaska is slated to have five retail outlets. They're all national chains. I think they're still nailing down the contracts and, and making things official, but um, potentially they could be breaking ground at any time. Do you have any idea... When you say national change, so five national, so five businesses, do you have any idea what they would be? I know you just kind of said that, but no. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have an idea what they might be, but I don't think the contracts are secure yet. It would be ironic if they put a Sears in there. That and is a, not one. A Kmart, maybe. I can rule that out. Which I think is owned by Sears. Uh, won't be a, a miniature shopco, a shopco pharmacy. <laughs> Not that I'm aware. What else? What of. else I is closed? Heard that one or buzzing around. <laughs> what else? A, is there a Yonkers in the mall anymore? Maybe a Yonkers. <laughs> what else has closed down in the last five I guess years? Uh, you're really going to be surprised because I don't think it's any of those. <laughs> right. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to name businesses that are, are, are have gone under over the past five six years. Um, also, you have news about the Masonic Temple that's right in downtown? Right. So um, from as, as long as any of us can remember, the Masonic Temple has been in downtown on Alaska. And earlier this year, that property sold and is currently under renovation. It will have a retail space on the bottom and a large apartment on the top. Um, this is located um, kind of next to First Lutheran Church, if you know where that is, on the same side of the street as Dash Park and David Ray's, but um, further down the block to the east. All right, last thing. Um, we talked about a couple of things like neighborly things, like you're the neighbor of lacrosse. So I was, you're also the neighbor to French Island. And do you guys have, do you guys do anything in terms of, 
I know you. I know you tested for PFAS pollution, but French Island. It's been well over a year and a half there on bottled water. Do you, does the Onalaska have you talked about doing anything for the people on French Island to kind of alleviate the PFAS problem? You have two minutes. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess not officially no, but when that first um, hit the news and we became aware of it, we did um, test our water right away and found out that we do not have any of any PFAS in our in our well water. Um, providing water to um, anyone really outside of our normal distribution center is always something that we could discuss. It would be a possibility. It's just a matter of um, figuring out how to make it work. It's a matter of if French, it's up kind of up to French Island residents if they want to uh, be beholden to Alaska, so to speak. Right. I mean, with any of these things, you know, we, we just, we would just want to be a good neighbor. And if they want to talk to us about it, we can, we can see if it would be mutually beneficial, but think they've got some other solutions in the works right I, now i lied there is we still have two minutes so i'm going to give you another like <laughs> real easy one sure uh along the same lines of being neighborly um lacrosse is there are about 140 people living in huska park or 140 people that are homeless i don't know if they're all in huska park um i would imagine if i was homeless in on alaska i might navigate down there but do you what 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 would you say, like, do you guys do anything for the homeless situation? Yeah, and actually, um, as far as being a municipality, we do not. We don't really have any part of our local government at the municipal level that provides any social services. Uh, we do rely on the county for that, um, for that, those type of services. So in terms of being able to, like, because lacrosse. Lacrosse has taken this up. So have, has that ever been a discussion? Hey, maybe we should try to help. I don't know if the city council has ever ever brought up the being, you know, putting in on some of that. Right. We did have someone reach out to us during the pandemic when they were trying to reduce the numbers of people in the warming house due to social distancing. And we did come up with a couple opportunities within the city and municipal owned properties where we could potentially host someone, but they found better solutions in the meantime. All right, and where are we on an indoor sand volleyball court? Like, what do I just need to write letters to the city council? Is that uh, to? Uh, it, it, would it be too messy to put a, put all that sand next to the to the ice in the Omni Center? Maybe we could write a request to the state government for their <laughs> their budget surplus could help alleviate yes, your sand we volleyball concerns. Five billion dollar budget surplus. I mean, we <laughs> did as a state contribute five million dollars to the lacrosse center. When's the next time the Omni Center would need to be updated? Um, well, I mean, we're trying to keep up with it as we go along, so we're continually yeah. doing updates to the Omni Center. You're on top of that, because I feel like lacrosse fell behind on the lacrosse center stuff, and it seems like all our school districts are all of a sudden, you know, like, oh my gosh, we can't keep up with the building maintenance. But, I mean, that's another yeah. thing that city government has to do, and if it goes if it goes to the wayside, then you're kind of screwed, right. right? Well, and that's what happens, coming back to what I mentioned about the levy limits, is you know, you're pinching pennies and you're trying to prioritize what needs to be done the most and you just really can't do everything. Sure. All right. That's on Alaska Mayor Kim Smith. I know that was there was like three, two minutes worth of conversations, <laughs> um, but I but I ended up having more time. All right. So city council meeting tonight, any real big it's not an this is not an exciting city council meeting, right? No, it should be pretty quick. We're hoping because we're in for a long budget season. So hopefully tonight will be um, just taking care of business, and then we'll get down to making some tough decisions concerning our budget going forward over the next couple months. All right, I'm always on at five. So when you find out those businesses that are going into that shop, co, you just call in, right? <laughs> okay. All right, I'll thanks a lot, that. Kim.